Our gospel today is from the 13th chapter of St. Mark. It's printed in your bulletin insert, should you like to follow along. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. God of light and mystery, God of presence, we pray that your spirit would animate these words in ways that we might hear your word for us this day. And I pray that the words of my reflections might be a clean window with the blinds up so that each of us might be aware of your presence. In the power of your many names, we pray. Amen. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from the heaven and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. Then they shall see the Son of Humanity coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you will know that the Messiah is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about the day or the hour, no one knows. Neither the angels in heaven nor the Christ, but only God. Be aware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves his home and puts his servants in charge, each with their own work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on watch. Therefore, keep awake, For you do not know when the master of the house will come in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or at dawn, or else the master may find you asleep when he suddenly comes. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. May God speak to us through these words. As I've been sitting with these words the past few days, I'm reminded of an interview that I saw a few Thanksgiving, Thanksgivings ago. I was watching Cron News late night, and a reporter was interviewing folks at Best Buy, kind of making home for a few days in front of the door, ready to nab that deal when the store opened on Black Friday. There was a mother and daughter hanging out with their pup tent, hoping to get a flat-screen, high-definition TV for their family. There was a college student who hoped to buy a new Sony stereo component system for his fiancée. There was a young couple with their infant daughter who hoped to get one of the few Apple MacBook Air computers for their business. And then there was this guy in his 30s. He was interviewed, and he said, I'm not here because I want to buy anything. I thought this would be a cool way to hang out and spend Thanksgiving evening. Meet some new people, maybe make some new friends. Remembering this, I chuckled and thought, I bet that wasn't at all what the interviewer was expecting to hear. 
What a wonderful preface for Advent, which we begin this morning. And for those of you who follow the liturgical year, most of the church is on a different Sunday around the world, the Reign of Christ Sunday. But we and some other congregations in the Bay Area decided to move Advent back a whole other week so we could actually enjoy four full Sundays. Maybe something you weren't expecting, maybe something you didn't care about. But here we are. Advent. And Advent, if it's about anything, excuse me, it's about the unexpected. It's watching, it's waiting, it's being awake, it's being alert. There's a, a threefold movement to this season the Advent that was, the Advent that is, and the Advent that is yet still to be. To focus on one over the other is to deny, deny the power of the other two, for they're linked, they're partnered, if you will. The advent that was reminds us of our ancestors who walked in darkness, seeking the light that became realized in the Christ child. The advent that is points to the reality of Emmanuel, God with us now, here, this moment, in every second of our lives. The advent that is still yet to be illuminates the truth of the other two as the world looks toward the final return of Christ in all glory. Our readings today are from the apocalyptic part of scripture, meaning that which is uncovered or veiled. And apocalyptic literature and the word apocalypse is language that progressive Christians don't use very much much less talk about or even think about. Commonly understood when you say the apocalypse or the end times, you think of the immediate destruction of the world, the second coming of the Christ, and the salvation of all the righteous, as Isaiah said, pulling in the elect, using all this symbolic language that's veiled or cryptic. Our text today ends with the charge, the gospel text, to keep awake, for we do not know the time or the hour. To keep awake, to be alert to the unexpected. How does one do this? Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I have thought about this image or this sense of keeping awake, of being alert, it's always implied a forwardness, something that might happen, something that's out there. You know, tomorrow, next week, next month. But what if keeping alert and awake is all about the present moment? The now. Hmm. If it's only about forward thinking, we'll miss something right in front of us. Like the guy at Best Buy thinking, I'm just here to meet some new friends. What a great way to hang out for Thanksgiving. You know, Advent is all about inviting us into this posture, this attitude, this disposition about being open for the unexpected wherever that might be and whenever that might happen. So what if? What if you and I were always alert and ready to encounter joy? What if we were always open to experience delight? pure delight. God knows 
Our present reality of our world needs our focus, our attention, our prayers, our commitments way more than our future. So as I've been thinking about this, you know, I don't really think about Jesus' future coming. We don't even know if that's going to happen. Scripture says it's going to, but it hasn't yet. And will it? And will it happen tomorrow or a thousand years from now or ever? But I've always seen Advent as, what if we stayed in the present? And that's actually what Mark is asking of us. I had a kind of a new understanding of Mark this year. What if he is asking us to be aware of the unexpected, to be alert in the present moment? Now you might be thinking, hmm, Jeff, we're supposed to be ready all the time? Mm, yeah. And what I mean by this is not going around waiting for the doomsday, the end of time. You know, maybe the crazy doomsday folk do that. I am not implying that, nor inviting you to do that. But does one go around waiting and wondering morning, noon, at night, if someone they love is going to return? Well, if a person loves another person, that's really our posture all the time. You know, to view the gospel through this lens, I believe, is a way to access what Mark is asking us to embrace in this little apocalypse of his. Think about being in love. And it doesn't mean necessarily in love like that passionate sexual love, I have to get home and see my partner. But that love that you have toward a parent, toward a child that's yet to be, toward children that are your grandchildren or your nephews or aunts or uncles. Is it, it could be a lover, it could be a parent, it could be a child, a spouse, a partner, it could be a best friend, it could be a coworker, a confidant. There is in us, when we know we're gonna see someone, we get excited. Sometimes we can't sleep at night. We know that this beloved whom we haven't seen or we care about really dearly is gonna come home or meet us for a cup of coffee or a tea. You know, we get a lens into Mark's thinking in chapter 2, verse 20, when he likens the second coming of Christ to the phenomenon of a newlywed waiting for the return of the bridegroom. What if? What if this is what Mark is hoping that we would get? to be in love with the one who is the light of the world like we are with the one who is the light of our world. I wonder. Consider for a moment how you have felt when you know someone's going to return or you're going to connect with someone. Isn't there an excitement in you? Otherwise, you wouldn't go. There's a flutter when I know I'm going to meet my beloved for a cup of tea. We keep awake sometimes at night just waiting because someone we haven't seen for a long time is arriving the next day on the plane. There is that sense of the unexpected, a stirring to be with the one that we love, simply to be in their presence again. And that's what Advent's all about. Yeah, it may have that sexual phenomenon 
But I think it's way deeper than that. It's that sense of connecting with someone that connects with our soul. And if faith is about anything, it's about connecting with that one that connects with our soul, whom we call the mystery we call God. So what would it be to wake up tomorrow excited that you're going to meet the God that dwells within you? I just wonder, are we ready to encounter joy? Are we ready to experience delight? This is what I believe embodied faith is all about, a longing to encounter the God who dwells within us. Advent is really about, my friends, being open to experience joy. The people who walked in darkness saw a great light. They had that joy and anticipation and excitement of meeting something that could change their lives. They were ready to be delighted. Are we ready to be delighted? In the advent of the present moment, we're able to see and embrace more fully the unexpected when God catches us by surprise and changes us. This is Advent, not the Advent that was, not the Advent that's still yet to be, but the Advent that is. Our focus this season is this wonderful painting by Julie Marks. She painted it about 10 years ago, and we had it in a different orientation, and the, art, the artist is actually here today which is pretty exciting. I don't know if you envisioned it horizontally. <laughs> ah, ah, see? <laughs> but the worship team chose this as our focus because it talks about the unexpected. When we hung this up on Wednesday, everyone saw something different, and that's what art is supposed to do. So when I gaze at it, I wonder what is taking place or what is about to take place and how might I open myself to the wonder of being amazed by Emmanuel? What might it be for you to be amazed by the God who is with you? So this Advent, I invite us to move into the practice of being open to be delighted, to be amazed, to experience joy. God knows our world needs joy right now, and it's too easy to focus on what's not working or what could be working better rather than what is working, which is human relationships. Advent's about changing the world. It's turning the world upside down. Advent is about the unexpected, my friends. Like hanging out at Best Buy just to meet some new friends on a Thanksgiving night. Our gospel invites us to keep awake. Let us do just that during this season of the unexpected. So be it.